0: Welcome to the Inclusive Leader podcast. The practice of inclusive leadership enables us to tackle the complex challenges of our times. This is the space for conversations about inclusive leadership. I am your host, Jörg Schmitz, and I welcome you to this episode. Welcome to the first podcast of our second season. And right at the beginning, we're starting with a slightly different format. Um, occasionally in these Inclusive Leader podcasts, we will feature a solution or a new program that we are developing at the Inclusive Leadership Institute. This is one of those podcasts. Um, Right at the beginning of our second season, we are launching MCIN, Mastering Clarity, Impact, and Narrative. And it is a solution, a program for anyone who is struggling with building the right leadership connection and communication in global organizations. Those are oftentimes people who speak English non natively sometimes also native speakers, of course, but who feel they can't really connect or for whom communicating in leadership contexts creates a lot of anxiety. And I could not be happier to work with two renowned experts in this area, um, Vince Varello and Carmela O'Flaherty, um, both experts in leadership communications, particularly focused on cultural and linguistic uh, aspects to, our, um, to, to leading in English. Without further ado, here is my conversation with them. Okay, so I am really excited about this conversation today because um, not only because this is the first um, podcast of this series, um, of our second series, I should say, but it's um, it's also on a topic that is um, is very dear to my heart and exciting because it's connected to a um, a learning program that we are we will be launching shortly. It's called MCIN mastering clarity, impact, and narrative. And um, I thought of just starting off our conversation today with just how this is connected to the whole idea of inclusive leadership and the issues that talent and HR organizations are facing, particularly in global companies, and that leaders, um, depending on any leaders in an organization, probably should be looking at. And um, inclusive leadership is all about rebalancing cultural power and navigating um, the space of unconscious bias that gets in the way of making good business decisions and people decisions. And there is one inequity that I have, as a as an as a business anthropologist, have noticed in global organizations frequently that does not get sufficient attention, which is the people that are struggling with communicating confidently in English. And when I say English, I don't just mean the language. I also mean the cultural underpinnings that come with that in companies where the power center, you know, is in um, somewhere in the English-speaking world. You know, the United States, Australia, the UK, Canada, and other places where English is the dominant language and people just assume that uh, English language capabilities um, are the norm in the world. And that uh, certainly when we evaluate talent and when we look at the model of leadership in organizations, that it is associated with English. And oftentimes I've seen people like myself, um, in, a, in a sense, as non native speakers struggle in systems that embeds some cultural assumptions somewhere, you know, in the where language and culture get connected and leadership profiles and leadership um, attributes get conflated. And they're so much part of how talent gets evaluated. Now, I have to add this one before we dive into our conversation. I, I just have to add this one thought that because organizations can actually today map the biases in their systems and are rather educated about these biases, I have rarely seen an organization look at their international professionals or or people that are non-native speakers of English and apply that lens of unconscious bias. And yet, when you talk to that population, you know that their accent, um, cultural assumptions that they are making, struggling with idiomatic expressions sometimes, all can stand in the way of them being recognized. So I couldn't be happier to have this conversation um, with Vince and Carmela today. And particularly also because we three are the faculty to MCIN and we're kind of preparing to launch this in the market more broadly. And to me, that's that's absolutely exciting. So so thanks for having this little conversation with me today, Vince and Carmela. Happy to be here, York. thank you.
1: Same here, Yorg.
0: So, with I mean, this just just obviously prompts this this question. When when we're looking at what we what we will be doing together shortly, um, what are you looking forward to in this inaugural MCIN program? Because I know that uh, we come at this topic with different lenses, different experiences. But Vince, let's start with you. I mean, what are you looking forward to with this? This is your baby in so many many ways. <laughs> Thanks, Jorg. And, and thanks for that introduction. I, I you know,
2: I'm a, I always look forward to meeting the participants, and, and I would say the the joy of my career is watching these professionals who've accomplished a great deal in in their careers. Um, watch them embrace the three layers of learning that we're talking about, because. While they're actually advancing in their career, at the moment they hit a wall and everything stops. And it's usually centered around English, working inside kind of cultural, diverse situations. And there's this moment in time where they just actually stop their progress. Um, And it's amazing to watch because they're very highly professional, highly educated people, but this creates that wall. And for me, the great joy is to watch them embrace the idea that their learning plan can be centered around three distinct areas. My particular favorite is the impact piece, the speak with impact. Um, And one of the reasons is that we focus heavily on what it means to be a really good public speaker. And for those people working in English across cultures, this can really be a major challenge for them. And I would say it's a level of anxiety, sometimes fear. But the idea is that they just have received feedback in their careers where they should slow down, speak in public, and be understood. I often think of that. And in this program, we talk about it. When's the last time you actually saw a leader just slow down for the purpose of being understood? And what's missing in that feedback is the idea of connection and engagement. Uh, And so that focus on developing an impact, I will share with you, the international professionals gravitate towards that once because it's very rarely talked about and managed in any of the programs that they've taken. Now, having said that, clarity is also a major part. So I'm going to turn it over to Carmela for for that.
1: Thank you, Vince. And and totally, totally agree with you. Impact is exactly what the international professionals want to have in those organizations. And I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said there's possibly a little fear. And I think that uh, in terms of clarity, I would say this is probably that the 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 biggest challenge is the worry. What what would I sound like? What would I look like? What would they think about me? Do I sound uh, smart? Will will I have my credibility uh, damaged by not uh, by not uh, addressing it a certain way or not using the correct vocabulary? And oh my, I don't I don't have that verbal gymnastics, that linguistics, gymnastics that I'm supposed to impress. And really the whole idea is not to impress, but to express. And, and I think the whole idea of who is standing in the way of my communication and really for, for international professionals, for the most part, it's, it's, we're the ones that create that stumbling block. We're the ones that have that narrative in our mind. And that narrative is making us repeat information or mumble or go really fast so that, well, maybe they're not gonna notice. I'm just gonna say it really quickly and and get at. So the question is, what is clarity? Is it accent? Uh, Is it your pronunciation? Is it volume? Is it your intonation? What is it? and my whole idea uh, of of clarity is can i see through that glass and it doesn't matter if it is clear or or it has if it's pink but if i can see through it if i can convey my message my intended message to my audience and thus create change and thus create the impact then my speech is clear we're not shying away from addressing real challenges. Let's let's put it to the test. Is is your pronunciation standing in the way? Great. Do you think it's standing in the way or is it really? And if it is, let's address it. Let's work on your pronunciation. Let's create thought groups. Let's uh, address a certain sound. But if it's not, and it's just your non-native accent, kudos to you beautiful you just added color you just added another dimension you just added beauty to your conversation and people are looking forward to that so I think it's 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 our narrative and putting our worries to the test
0: I I love that and (laughs) you know Vince that's the wall you talked about right I mean and and Carmela, as you were talking, I was just ima- it, it, you know recalling my first presentation that I needed to give in English in a professional setting, and I was mortified. Um, and and you know, be, I mean, also because culturally, and this is how culture and and and, and those kind of things obviously connect. I, I grew up grew up in an environment where you didn't train giving presentations, right? I mean, you you know, I the first presentation I ever had to give in German was uh, when I was 18, 19 years old at the end of my school career where I had to defend kind of a paper that I had to submit. And that was, I mean, in German. <laughs> and it was anxiety producing. Now doing it in English and then, and, and, and you're so right, the first hurdle to take is, the story we've created for ourselves and within ourselves and that we that holds us back and that's what i love about the your comment as well the clarity piece that and and i think that's that's what we're collectively doing we're taking this wall this this that seems so amorphous and people you know beat them beat their heads against it all the time we're simplifying it a little bit we're showing people a path through that And I think the path on clarity is exactly what you said. People need to get get the message, actually, that their accent and whatever their version of of English is that they're bringing is actually an an enrichment. Right? It's not a fault. It's not a flaw. It's not something you should feel bad about that you have to compensate because you want to speak like those native speakers um, of any native variety. Right. The other piece, though, is also that I do need good feedback, right? Right. Yes, this may be my the color that I'm bringing, but that doesn't mean that i i don't I don't need to look at how I'm producing sounds, for example, or this speeding up, hoping that nobody will notice, you know, or 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 those kind of things. I need I need somebody to tell me the truth. I need that honest feedback, and then maybe a little tip. And this this was incredibly helpful for me in my pronunciation because I I remember those days like like yesterday um where somebody just gave gave me a little tip you know if you pronounce it this syllable or this 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 in, in my case it was the W right the blah, 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 blah. if you just pronounce that a little differently that makes all the difference and, um, you know, so you do need to get that feedback and, and, and everybody who's considering this program will get this type of feedback, you know, in, in this MCIN solution. The part that for winding now a little bit in this that I'm looking forward to is, um, to really give people a, a, this simplified pathway and, and watching them letting go of some of those anxieties. Because ultimately, and this is, where my, my, my lens on this comes from the leadership development area where I spend a lot of my my time. Um, leadership is all is not about the leader, right? It's not about us. It is about the people that are looking to us for leadership, right? to engage them, motivate them, direct them, um, align them, excite them, motivate them towards a shared goal, sorts. And that doesn't happen when we are too preoccupied with ourselves. So if I'm standing here worrying, managing my anxiety and dreading the next moment that I have to, you know, appear in public or in front of people or in a team meeting where I feel singled out or I'm the only one uh, with an accent uh, that is non-native, everybody has an accent, by the way. Um then, um then, then then that that gets in my way of, of 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 unlocking the talent that I have. And if I'm blocking that talent, then it certainly can't be picked up or recognized by my organization. So that's what I'm getting passionate about of helping helping individuals unlock the way they can lead in global organizations, but also, therefore, reducing that bias that that sits right in many talent and leadership pipelines. And then the same people that don't recognize that bias are also bemoaning that Oop, we can't find the right talent and the right talent is working right in the organization, right under their noses. It just sounds differently and they're struggling with different things. You know, a part, a part of that, I, I think, is also the
2: idea that the, the clarity Carmela, that you talked about, I do think that's an inward journey. I think that's a self-discovery moment. And you're, to follow up what you said, I think also the new era that we are in, just because you have specific sound production problems does not need you to reduce your accent. That's right. But the, the impact piece that you're talking about, I just want to take a moment because the liberating concept or anyone who are, it really is working in terms of presentation facilitation meeting management anyone uh, you know of those times it's really no longer about you the individual it's about what the audience needs from you and that in itself is liberating because you can know you no longer have to be so self-conscious about how you sound and about how you'll deliver the restructure. It's easy to say, by the way, not necessarily easy to do, but the refocus is on what do they need from me? And let me create those packages. And that, you know, in addition to impact, I believe that leads to the narrative piece as well. Yeah.
1: And, and Vincent, if I may just quickly piggyback on what you said, is shifting the focus from what it is that I have to say to them, to what it is that they need to hear from me. And that focus is exactly what you said. It's liberating. It's no longer focusing. And that's also what creates the engagement. That's what creates the connection with the audience. And that's what moves the audience to action, which is ultimately... The goal is not just for me to regurgitate information, but that information has to have some kind of impact and a follow-up. So absolutely agree with you.
2: And also one other thing, York, that you mentioned about feedback. And most of the most times in, in the skill development courses, the focus, and, and, and rightfully so, is on the challenges that we need to overcome. What we really encourage in MCIM is to understand what you're already good at and and go get better at it and put a a lens on that uh, development and turn those strengths into greater strengths. And what happens is, yes, I believe we should learn from our mistakes. That's great. But the idea of learning about what we're good at and getting better at it is often misunderstood and that's the, really what I'm also excited about uh, in terms of working with our participants.
1: And it helps our narrative. It helps us rewrite that narrative, that negative narrative that we may have because we we are different. We feel different. We're, we're treated perhaps in a different way. You were talking about the unconscious bias. So how do we rewrite that narrative by going through these strengths and saying, oh, you know what? Yeah. I do have so much to offer. I am good at this. So how do I package it? How do I create that packaging that moves away from me and actually moves my audience?
0: And, you know, the, the, there was narrative written all over this, right? So we need to understand our, our own narrative that keeps us stuck, you know, <laughs> also the narrative that has, has limited perhaps our brand, you know, in a, in a in a in an organization, potentially our reputation, and um, and we need to rewrite that. That's true. And then from from and then we add one additional element to that narrative, namely leadership. If in a certain sense is creating a shared narrative, and you know we we sometimes mm-hmm. say the 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 clarity is about us, right? And and that's that's the part we can perhaps need to look at and control. The impact is about others, them. It's about who they are, and can I can I resonate? Can I can I create that connection? Can I deepen that connection? And then, like you said, Carmela, the third level is about moving them—the art and science of leadership—and that is um, then how do I develop a shared narrative based on that understanding? What I come to embody and who I am in this can I now. Create deepen that resonance and that connection to move us collectively through a shared narrative, and that shared narrative has all kind of cultural underpinnings. You know, and this is where um, you know that that's something that advertising <laughs> has masterfully understood, right? How different products and services are marketed around the world, around um, because there are cultural nuances in how what connects us what deeply moves us and that's when that cultural piece um comes in where we need to understand um the stories of others right and 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 that sit right in our accents right in how we articulate and communicate ourselves and how can we now stitch that together in a way that connects us to this um to a higher level narrative that is the story of us in a certain sense what we are and what we can accomplish. And that to me, if we if we neglected that in this learning, we're not taking this notion to the level that it could be taking, of really um, uncovering people's leadership potential. Yeah, very, mm-hmm. very powerful. Absolutely. So, I mean, we, <laughs> this is why we're doing this, right? <laughs> because we're all passionate and we're bringing different lenses to this and different, our own stories as well, our own narratives. But maybe we should talk a little bit about the ideal participant, because we also created this with participants in mind, right? And, and I think we, we've struggled with this, actually, of, of defining who is this for, you know? This obviously is not for the beginning English language student or, um, or so, but, but, but how would you, I mean, I don't know, Carmela, Vince, how would you describe the ideal participant? First of all,
2: the, this, the terms native and non native speakers are, are, are bandied about quite a bit. And, and I will share with you that we work with also native speakers who come from countries in, you know, all over the world um, and who interacting with other native speakers creates challenges. So I would say certainly the the definition of professional, and here's what I'm also excited about, is that this is our first public workshop. I've spent my entire career working inside corporations and delivering it. So in this program, we're going to get scientists. We're going to get accountants. Uh, we're going to get engineers, IT specialists. Those people who are there you know, inside organizations, and Carmela and I, you and I spoke about this a little bit, sometimes feel as if they're almost in hiding inside of an organization and reluctant to speak up in certain situations. And usually, the the idea is group situations really can confound the problem. So I would say the ideal participant are those people who are working in English every day across kind of culturally diverse environments uh, and find themselves needing to have leadership communication skills. In English, that have not necessarily eluded them, but have kind of cut off their progress in their career. So I really, you know, and, and by the way, I will share with you. We work with senior levels uh, uh, executives and managers on a regular basis. And the, I, the the last thing I'll share with you about the ideal participant is that not everybody sees the lack of confidence in these individuals. It's very well hidden and very well tucked away. Um, And working with a C-suite executive um, from Asia, this gentleman shared with me that his lack of confidence when it comes to delivering um, speeches at the board meetings is debilitating, is the word that he used, no one knows it, no one sees it, but he himself feels it. Um, And so I I think that is also a part of what we're doing and helping the participants overcome these confidence challenges. Carmela, I'll turn it
1: over to you. Yeah, Vince, I totally agree with you, that debilitating. And some can put that mask of I'm just fine and create those workarounds while inside there is a storm going on. So I think the whole idea is to quiet down that storm because quieting that storm, quieting that survival, um, automated survival uh, instincts that really debilitate the part of the brain that is most creative, the part of the brain that uses the language, innovative, collaborative, gets gets shut down. So I think... Our job and our mission and our wish is to open it up, to quiet that storm, so you can see wider, so that you can be more receptive and also be comfortable giving what it is that is hidden inside.
2: And if I could tie this back to the feedback that we were talking about earlier, uh, another example of working with a Chinese woman, a manager inside of an organization, um, in, a, in a coaching environment uh, where she expressed this kind of lack of confidence that she has, especially when she has to share at meetings or, or whatever. And she gave a presentation and I was able to actually observe her presentation. At the end of it, I gave her feedback that said, you have a certain credibility about you that will carry with you in your career And she stopped and she said, no one's ever told me that before. Um, And there was this wonderful silence that followed. And, you know, I I don't use the expression, the light bulb goes on because the people we work with, the light bulb is already on, but it's a chance to shine a little bit brighter. And and I know Carmela and and you resonate with this, because that is the reason I do what I do in my career, for those moments. And I know that that
0: was life-changing. That light bulb is connected to a dimmer switch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we want to turn it all the way up.
0: <laughs> yes. but. You know, I, I would look at it this way because I also believe that native speakers belong into the category of people who can benefit from this. First of all, because native speakers are not exempt from any of the, the these issues. And um they oftentimes, especially in global companies, assume just because our you know company language may be English, therefore it's my version of english and how i express myself at home or naturally that will make me effective and successful and i've talked to many of those individuals who say ah oh, i'm so glad i'm working in a company where uh, my mother tongue is is the corporate language because i don't have to think about it yes and my response is always no you should need to think about it because you are communicating your effectiveness relies on how well you communicate with people who struggle with English as a not as a from a non-native perspective, and to me there is there, there there are two qualifiers for people in this program. One is either you experience what we talked about earlier—that deep internal anxiety. You know, I mean, and and that I mean, if if if, if communicating in English creates anxiety. In a in a in particularly in a group set, setting like you said Vince then this program can offer something but also let's say absent that anxiety is you if you feel that you're communicating and you're not getting the resonance you're looking for you sometimes walk out and you feel like I'm not sure that I could, I really connected here that's another signal that this program can be valuable for you so, so I look at it. If your experience is either that of anxiety and the perpetual feeling you're not able to connect at the level that you want to connect, I think that qualifies people for 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 this program. And I would add, then, of course, there 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 is the third classification, which is when you experience both, <laughs> oh, and that becomes then this um, amplifying effect. But. Um, That's at least how I would answer that question, who's the ideal participant.
1: And and York, I, I totally agree with you because it creates a vicious cycle and we emit energy and that energy is contagious. We're either going to have that energy of motivation, positivity, or we're going to have that energy that is going to just suck everybody's energy down and bring them down And I totally agree with you about the native, what we consider to be the native speaker and and that assumption of, Oh, because I speak the language, I'm going to communicate well. Absolutely is not there. So I think this program is going to create that sense of authenticity. Who are you really authentically? A sense of empathy. What do I need? What do I need to take and, and give and take? understanding the other side, what, and understanding their needs, and that creating that curiosity um, of finding out more about who am I communicating with. I I think it's just building that relationship with yourself and others, better understanding, and that kind of connects back to the whole leadership uh, concept, creating better leaders.
0: Absolutely. So maybe we should talk a little bit about what participants get. So this is obviously a learning um, journey, of sorts, right? A program where, where that that is not just a presentation or so, but it's actually um, a, a a fairly structured way of working people through what um, through some really important steps. And so, so Vince Carmela, what? Do you want to just just share a little bit what people are getting in this program, how it's built?
2: Sure, sure. Uh, and, you know, yesterday in our meeting, Carmelo, we, we wanted to mention to these, these are not webinars, they're workshops. Um, and come, come prepared to participate. Roll up and, your sleeves. Yeah, roll up your <laughs> sleeves, as, as we said. So here's here's, very specifically, there will be three two-hour workshops. Speak with clarity. Speak with impact develop your compelling narrative. They'll be spread out, you know, and, and we'll provide the dates, but they'll be spread out across uh, a six-week time frame. We've added a, a, another session uh, to it, uh, an interactive QA where participants will have a chance to ask questions of all of us and really kind of hone in on their specific learning plans and questions like, what do I need to do to overcome that? that perhaps wasn't addressed during the three workshops. Really thrilled that we're adding the MCIN online program as an added resource. There are 32 lessons uh, audio recorded across seven different modules. And the total program, each module is about five, seven minutes, each lesson is about five, seven minutes long, two and a half hours. And that then is an added bonus to the program. And we'll guide people on what is inside that program and how to take it. Um, But they can do it in a self-paced, leisurely kind of a way. We'll also have a workbook with exercises in it that people can actually take away and practice the exercises. So that's the very specific hands-on, uh, when you drop it and hear it hit the table, uh, types of things that they'll receive.
1: Yeah, and I think what I'm very excited about in the program is that we actually are there to provide that valuable feedback. We're making sure that there aren't too many people within one group. So in a way, it's that individualized uh, attention. It's seeing other people in the same boat. You are not alone, that feeling. I'm not alone. There are others that are going through the same thing. And, and uncovering those golden strengths, uh, uncovering whatever is is holding you back, those stumbling blocks that we're hoping to, to shift from stumbling block to a stepping stone. How do I use that to move up. Oh, wow, this is an asset.
0: I'm going to steal that from you. you like that that.
1: one. (laughs) It is an asset. It's not a liability. And what
0: I'm also, I mean, some people, I mean, and, and, you know, there, there will always be people who uh, won't be able to attend every session live, right? Because, and, and, and there's great value in doing this live and in a cohort for sure. But I think one feature that I want to also highlight is that, Um, we are going to record these sessions and they will become available uh, for the people, the participants, um, you know, at at their own, at their own time essentially. So you can either work through lessons again, you know, that that because you found them valuable or there were elements that you, you want to uncover deeper, or if you missed a session, you can certainly participate in that way. So um, so participation is not only limited to the time, the live sessions, but um, the recordings make it possible to still participate and get the most value out of this. So I think, you know, I mean, I, I was wondering how we should, I, I, I mean, one of the reasons why I thought this, um, this, this program in particular is so valuable because it is unique. You know, I mean, most, most people, um, that we are targeting, not the native speakers, by the way, but non-native speakers of English in global companies. When there is an issue that people pick up around accent or language, they usually get sent to language programs. And I think that's been our collective experience that not only does it not help, but sometimes it also sends a very frustrating message that, that you know, it's kind of like I, I'm remedial. I need to go back to some basics. And if somehow... And those programs don't necessarily um, deliver because they're not focused on on that intersection. I call it that intersection between English and culture and leadership that people are struggling with. Um, And from my perspective, that's what makes this program actually a unique offering that we are actually focusing. We're not shying away from that complicated intersection. We are kind of addressing it head on. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a former language school owner,
2: so, you know, I, I am a big believer in language school programs. But the problem for the folks that we're working with is they've hit a language level already that is up near the fluency range. Um, and so that's very specified type learning. Uh, and it really standalone alone language programs are just not enough. Um, so I, I really look at this as a leadership communication program uh, that allows people to kind of enhance their careers and their career perspectives. And the number of people that we get in that you know, year after year, they their their, you know, feedback sessions with their managers say, get better at communication, get better at communication. Uh, and then are thrown programs that don't help them. Um, is we're thrilled to be able to step into that space right now and help that level of, of individual inside the organization. And as you mentioned at the onset, York, the organizational benefits are huge, you know, in uncovering leaders who are right there, right in front of you. Um, and it's exciting.
1: Absolutely. And, and York, I think another difference and another uniqueness is when people are sent to language schools it's it's kind of they're being kind of shipped out to an outside source whereas we are bringing that program into their realm into their leadership life and and incorporating it and journeying with them through that leadership communication journey so i think that's we're partnering with them rather than being shipped and, and, and teaching.
0: Yeah, I think that's a huge value, right? In terms of just not not. I mean, having a partner, you know, for the for the participant, feeling that they have a partner in in their success, um, and that we're doing it within in their context. Right? I mean, that's and to me, that's all, that's always been so um, the differentiator, in a sense, you know, having that context sensitivity for people, because not everybody struggles with the same thing either. They may struggle with the same with their worry and their lack of confidence. But but the sources of that lack of confidence, the narrative, the story we tell are very different.
1: Right. So it makes it real. Yeah. Makes it pertinent.
0: Exactly. Great. So thank you for for just just, you know, covering this and and, and obviously sharing it with our audience as well, who um, hopefully. Um, some will, will consider participating, or perhaps recommending this program to to, to others that they know. Um, I just can't help but um, but but just just summarize a few things that I thought were brilliant, and and please do the same. Kind of as as we are reflecting on what we're taking away, I loved your uh, two, uh, Carmela. Two things that you said: um, forget about impressing, but expressing. Right. I mean, that whole idea of and I think that stands in in that's, that goes back to that internal narrative we have. Yeah? What are our worries based on? Um, are we trying to impress or express? And I think this concern with impressing, um, you know, is is gets in the way significantly. And that's not I, I mean, that's not uncommon, particularly in cultures that don't have a high degree of psychological safety. Um. And to me, that's where the link again to the idea of inclusive leadership, because inclusive leaders um, understand and are very intent on um, on developing psychological safety for others um, on their teams, in their organizations. And and so so that resonated really with me. Vince, your differentiation of focusing in group on group and group situations, in teams and, and and so forth, what 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 people are struggling with and the especially that impact piece of focusing on the others, right and and um, th- that to me was really important. And then again, <laughs> I think we all resonated with the turning stumbling blocks into stepping stones. I, I love that because I think that's precisely what this program does. So thank you for that little tour. Yeah, thanks for having us and uh, excited to see the participants in the program as uh, as we get closer. Great. And we'll give you information on how people can sign up and, and where they can get, get that information.
1: Very exciting. Very exciting. Thank you, York. Thank you, York.
0: Thank you for joining us for this first podcast of our second season. It's really exciting to to share some of the successes that we have built at the Inclusive Leadership Institute. I hope you'll join our excitement and also consider MCIN for yourself or perhaps for anyone that you know. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can sign up for more wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for the Inclusive Leader Podcast. To find out more about the Inclusive Leadership Institute, visit us at www.theinclusiveleadershipinstitute.com.